This is Justin Michael Williams, and welcome to the Kingdom Podcast. This is for everyone. All beliefs are welcome here. And so it doesn't matter if you call it God, spirit, the universe, crystal, science, or unicorns. You are welcome here. This is our moment to connect to something greater. This is our moment to remember how powerful we really are. Welcome to the kingdom. We begin each session with a prayer. Let's begin. So here we are at the kingdom and let us begin today with our prayer. Go ahead and place your hands over your heart. If you're new here, one of the ways you can do whatever you want, but one of the things that we do in the community is instead of doing the kind of traditional prayer mudra, we just put our hands over our heart, one over the other. Make sure it's not over your neck, but just right over the center of your chest to release a little oxytocin into your system. God, spirit, universe, all that is, all that ever has been, and all that ever will be, we thank you. Thank you for bringing this community together from far and wide. Thank you for our special guest and thank you for teaching us how to care for ourselves in the middle of what may look like a storm, in the middle of what may look like chaos. May we remember that we always, always have access to come home to ourselves, to come home to the self with a capital S, to be the center of the root of the eye of the storm where there is nothing but peace and stillness, where there is power and presence. May we each remember that no matter what it is that's going on in our lives and in the world, that we have this place inside of each of us individually and inside of our collective to come to as a safe haven to come back home to ourselves. Thank you for the wisdom and the guidance and let every person here be able to listen to and hear and receive the exact message that they needed today. This is your moment now to welcome in your personal prayer. God, spirit, universe, all that is, all that ever has been and all that ever will be, we thank you from every direction. Thank you for our health, our wealth, our abundance, our ability to have presence here now together in this community from all corners of the world, creating one web of change in the name of love. So it is, Ashe, Aho, Salam, Amen. Shalom, Satnam, Om, Awen. Thank you. Hmm. All right, family. Here we are. Have we arrived? Have we arrived? So I, I see so many of you here in the chat box, and I would love for you to type in where you're coming in from today. Because it's just so amazing to see how many of you from all over the world. I see there's some of you from the UK here right now. This is amazing. Texas. Phenomenal. So I'm in New York right now. You all know I was in Philly last week. I'm in New York right now. A little bit on the road again, which feels kind of crazy. And I wanted to make a couple of announcements before we start this special session with a very special guest who I've been waiting months to have on with me. So... Without further ado, I'm very excited to welcome my special guest today. And as I welcome her, she's backstage. I can see her in my Zoom backstage, and I'll bring her on so you can see her in a moment. I want to tell you of the conversation that we're going to have today. And this is a big one. We're talking about the power 
of caring for yourself. In a time like this, when the world is spinning round and round and we see what's happening in the media and we see all the chaos that's happening around us, and we even in our own selves are here kind of taxed on Zoom, your kids are at home and school and just all the things that we're doing. What does it really mean to care for yourself? And we're talking about it in a much deeper way than just like having a bubble bath, right? Which can be cute sometimes. And there is nobody better in the entire universe that I know to have this conversation with than my sister, my friend, Elena Brower. Elena Brower is, so just so you all know, we have been planning this session for, I don't know, what, three months, two months, two or three, since the beginning of the year, waiting to have this session with Elena. So there was an opening in her schedule. And if you don't know Elena, you're about to know Elena, but I will give her, give you the kind of professional introduction and then we'll dive in deep. So Elena is a mama, She's a teacher, she's an artist, she's a best-selling author and the host of a podcast called Practice You, which I've had the absolute privilege of being able to be a guest on. And Elena is, has, is an author, like I mentioned, and her first book, which is The Art of Attention, has been translated into seven languages. Her second book, Practice You, is a bestseller, and her third book, Being You was released a little earlier this year. And one of the things that I think is most impressive is the impact that Elena's making in the world around care in a massive way as she oversees this global team as a double diamond with doTERRA, which is the essential, one of the thing, many things that doTERRA does is with essential oils. And she also does spoken word. And so those of you who listen to Above and Beyond group therapy and Above and Beyond's music, you can hear her spoken word art in their Flow State album. And so Elena is just the most incredible human being to me on the planet. And it is with great, great, great honor that I now welcome Elena Brower here to the kingdom. Everybody put the hands up for Elena. Amazing. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. Finally. You know, you've been on that podcast twice. I know. I was just thinking that when I said it two times on your podcast. Uh, Both episodes are worth listening to if you are a lover of Justin Michael Williams, as I am. Uh, Elena, really, I'm just so, so, so grateful to have you here. And um, I think we're in for a really powerful session that's going to be a little different than people might expect. Now, you said something to me. So for the people knowing, like Elena and I were kind of going back and forth talking about what is it that we wanted to share with you today? Because there's so many directions that we can come from. And there was something that you said, Elena, that when you said it, it shot me like an arrow in the heart of love. And I actually wrote it down and want to put it on the screen for people really quick. So you said, and I quote, I'm very good at taking care of myself. It is one of the things I do really well. And just starting there, when you said that, I was like, wow. And I, and I know that about you, you know, but to hear you say that in the, in just the rooted anchored way in the heart that you said it was so powerful. And I thought, huh, I don't think I could say the same thing about myself. Mm. And then you said, and because of that, other things blossom, creativity blossoms, business blossoms, truth blossoms, love blossoms. I even feel like my parenting blossoms because I know how to take care of myself. And I just thought this was, it's so amazing. And so I, I'm going to start this way in a way that people might not expect. I would imagine, have you always been this good at taking care of yourself? You has been as long as I've known you, I think. <laughs> No, we've known each other. How long? 10 Since years 20, or something? We met in 2013. Yeah. Okay. So seven, eight years. So yeah. our, our friendship started right before I got sober. Yep. And honestly, if I had to like draw a line in the sand, it was when I got sober that I started to actually really learn how to take care of myself, even though all that time that I spent fighting against marijuana and cigarettes uh, that was kind of the worst of it. I still was taking quote unquote, taking care of myself, but that just meant like, you know, trying to get sleep and doing good things when I was doing bad things. Right. Right. Like to do good you things, know what I mean? not the bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> I, you know, and I'm not against drug use. I don't, I don't have judgments about it. It just ceased to be helpful for me. Yeah. So, and that was when I really started to take care of myself. And, and when we talk about this, as you said, I think it's important if you're watching us at home, think about budget as self-care. What think about active rest as self-care. If you haven't um, gotten this book yet, Tracy Stanley's book is oh, an absolute. We've had Tracy on, on the kingdom. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. She's one of my very, very close friends here uh, in Santa Fe. And, you know, those, those are the kinds of things that imply care, not just as Justin said, a bubble bath. Like, really thinking about how you're showing up. That's also self-care. You know, um, if you're regretting something you said or did, self-care looks like you giving an authentic apology, mm. you know, clearing your space. That's also self-care. So, you know, considering one part of yourself that you really love, maybe even writing it down, maybe even make a piece of art, maybe even singing a song about it. Yeah. That's self-care. Little things like that go a very, very long way to creating a state of being that is, you know, useful. I, I want to I wanna show up in the world in my activism, my parenting, my, my partnering in a really seriously helpful, useful, purposeful way. These are the things that I can do to, to make that natural for me. So you said something right there that I think is really important that I want to pull the thread on a little bit, Elena. And you said, the things that we're doing to create a state of being, can you Mm. pull the thread on that? On what, what is it around the state of being that matters so much as it relates to all the things that we're doing in the world and how caring for ourselves can actually lead that down that path? All right. So you're watching us. I want you to grab a pen or a piece of paper, or your, even your phone. You know, it's not ideal, but go ahead. Um, the reason why I say write is because your heart goes through into your hand, and then when you're writing, you're really writing your heart. Think about one area of your life in which you feel completely fulfilled. Okay, one area, just one. It can be like, I don't know, you remember to floss every day, whatever it is. <laughs> The way that you show up there, I would like for you to make a couple of notes, just little tiny notes, like what are the daily things that you do that inform that sense of fulfillment and that lend themselves to that sense of fulfillment? Okay, this is all also self-care. So you're creating a bridge between little tiny actions and that state of being totally fulfilled so that you can gently teach yourself how to bring that sort of action into other areas of your life where you're not feeling fulfilled to bring up this quote unquote state of being. So state what, of if, being. what if, because I see people yeah. and I want to make sure they can follow our thread here. Cool. When you asked that question, cause I had a moment when you said, think of one area of your life where you're totally fulfilled. What if somebody yes. listening right now can't think of an area? Can you give some examples of things? that you may not be thinking about that can help us. Newsflash, you are here at the kingdom. You pressed the link and showed up here for yourself. In this moment, in this area of taking care of yourself and continuing your education, you are completely fulfilled. Yeah. Great. So it doesn't have to be like thinking of like, I'm completely fulfilled in my relationships. I'm completely fulfilled in my work. It's like, I'm fulfilled in this, even just this one particular thing that I'm doing in my life. In this one moment. Um, moment. You think of your best friend. I'm fulfilled in my friendship. Yeah, It could be something very minute, but I want it to be something small. It can be how you showed up for somebody yesterday. I'm fulfilled in that area. My mom said in her in the chat, Barbara, uh, you, know, you know Barb's. So What's my up, mom Barbara? said, like drinking my cup of coffee each morning. Yes, it's fulfilled in that. 
It's beautiful. Yes. And, and if you bring that, so you're paying attention to that moment, you're bringing awe to that moment, A-W-E. So that is a place where you are, are present, like fully, fully present. How do you bring that state of being to something else in your life where you don't feel quite as present? That moment, that first sip, that smell that comes first before you taste it. Ooh, ooh. And then the sun that's on the table. Oh, the smell in the air. Who knows what? Those little moments of your attention, that brings about a very certain state of being. That is what I'm talking about when I talk about self-care. Moments of awe. That's beautiful. I think this is so important because we think about... We so often think about, I don't know how to take care of myself. I don't know right. what I should be doing. But it, I love this idea of looking at the areas of your life where you are winning in that, which is for me, like I was doing this with, with everybody. I wasn't writing, but I was typing. And I said, okay, what is an area of my life where I'm really fulfilled? And my meditation and my spiritual practice, I'm super fulfilled, right? Good. Just super, yeah. just, ah, it, love And it. why is that? Yeah. So I started writing down things. I show up consistently. Yes. I don't flake on myself, but if I do, it's not that big. I, I don't get mad at myself about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly exploring and growing mm-hmm. with it. And mm-hmm. it just has become such a playful, a fun, deep well in my life, you know? Yeah. So, that, so what you're playful, saying is- fun. The playful and fun part has to have, it has to have a role when, when we're thinking about the moments where we don't, where we forget, where we, you know, mess up. Yeah. I almost cursed. You can, um, okay. <laughs> I'm, like try, I'm trying to be a lady, you know, okay. <laughs> and, and you, if, if I'm not easy on myself in those moments, I really managed to ruin a lot of things. Yeah. You know, it'll just create such a such a dastardly reality in my mind, and that can't happen either. Well, I remember, and don't worry about the phone ringing; it's not that loud. I re- I remember um, this moment with you once, and I I actually I use it constantly, Elena. It, it's probably like of all the things that I've learned from you, which is a lot of things. This is the one that has infiltrated my life like the most consistently. There was some time that you relate to something. I don't remember what it was. And you were like, you probably know what I'm saying. You're like, when I'm late, I just relax. And I just say, okay, I'm going to get there when I get there. And whether I'm stressed or I'm not stressed, that's when, it's, that's when I'm going to show up. And when I show up, if I'm not stressed, then I'll be able to show up better when I do arrive, even if I'm late. And then in some cases you were like, and it doesn't start without me either way. You know what I mean? Because it starts when I arrive. My, my part starts when I, whenever it is that I arrive. And I've used that because so, I was like, wow, so many times I've been late to something. I'm like, ah, ah, you know, like spinning myself around in my head. And literally every time I've been late to something since then, I hear your voice in my head and I'm going, chill. Because if you chill, when you finally arrive, you'll be, you'll be there. You won't be in stress of why you yeah. didn't arrive. So anyway, it yeah. just seems like all these ways it translates. Do you remember telling me that? I don't know if you remember. I totally do. And that that is exactly your state of being. That's the commentary on your state of being. Yeah. So the thing is going to happen for the late. most part, yeah. regardless of what your inner state is. So if you're watching us, think about something where something that happens probably happens kind of daily or or very frequently, consistently, where your state is not going to change the reality of the situation. That thing is going to happen no matter what. Now, what state am I bringing to that thing? I either bring a little bit of humor, some mindfulness, a little bit of confidence, maybe even leadership, or I bring this lunatic And in my kid is now 14 and watching myself over these 14 years, probably a dozen times I brought a total lunatic to the table and neither one of us will ever forget those moments. We of course apologize after we clean it up 
If you're watching and you haven't cleaned something up that you know you have to clean up, just go clean it up. Write down the parts of it that you want to apologize for. Just clean it up. But I realized after a certain number of times of that, being sick and tired of watching that whole thing unfold just from my state, that if I change my state, everything will actually change. Yeah. Everything can actually get better. Yeah. Like maybe he's not going to change his behavior, but at least my state changes. And so at some point, the whole thing will be slightly ameliorated. Yeah. Where does that apply in your life? Mm. This is, I mean, this is just so beautiful and everybody's typing it in. And one of the things that we do here at the kingdom is when people hear a quote that they love, they type it in multiple times or they, oh, put, their little, they put their little emoji hands up. So this is kind of like our prayer hands corner. And by the way, if you're new here and you don't have the emoji hands on your keyboard, you can just type in the words hands up. And that's how we know your hands are up. But everyone's throwing their hands up at you when you said your state may not change the reality of the situation, but what you bring, what you're bringing into the situation, the state that you're in actually matters. And so it, it's yeah. really, this is just really an important concept. And I know that you all, one of the very first, first sessions of the kingdom we did was on the power of being, talking about who we are being inside of the doing. And one of the examples yes. I've been giving lately that you're reminding me of, Elena, that just like for me makes it so grounded that we've all experienced is let's say you're in the doing of mm. you're a doctor, right? And the thing that you do is that you're a doctor. Well, we all know doctors who bring a state of being to their practice that yes. actually makes you feel worse than when you got there in the first place. And then yes. we know doctors who bring a state of being to their practice that even if you have something terrible and horrendous going on in your physical health, they make you feel safe and held and better. And so I think this is what you're talking about as we relate to state of being, right? It's exactly right. It's basically the, the highest form of freedom. Yeah. Because if you know, if you are paying attention to the state of being that you're bringing, you're free. You're nobody's prisoner. Yeah. If you read, read Viktor Frankl, Edith Eager, to authors who survived um, Auschwitz. And you learn that you're, you're free even when you're completely not free if you are commanding your own state of being. It's the only thing you can take with you. Yeah. When you go. Mm, this is so it's a big deal. So I see you with your prayer beads in hand and it's just so beautiful like seeing the life that is prayer that surrounds you, you know, do you want to speak about that? Cause I know people are looking and wondering. Well, so this is a little prayer mala that I use every time I present, I always have it down here, but it's the kingdom. So I can have it really where I want it, which is up here close to my heart. So I can feel it with both hands and not just one hand. This is my way of keeping myself present and, and, uh, commanding my state of being. So if something gets confusing, if something gets challenging, if something feels angering to me, which so much has felt angering to me in these last weeks, years, um, I run this through my hand and I pray. And each beat is a little prayer. Sometimes it's, I have a mantra. Sometimes it's my mantra. Sometimes it's other words. Sometimes it's names. I keep saying Adam Toledo right now, today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like that. It's so beautiful. Elena, thank you for bringing all that heart, you know? Adam Toledo and, you know, all of the names that we're sick of saying. <laughs> but that must be said. You know, I think... The 13-year-old really got me because my kid is 14. That really got me. I can see and feel, you know, the, the number of years that mom's put in, the, um, the helplessness that she must feel, the fact that she really did try her best and that nobody's to blame but the system, you know. Those are the things I think about when I say his name. We're all just feeling it. I think this is a good second to just... 
take a moment and a breath for all of us to just feel what is arising in you from all of this that's happening in our world. And also to take a moment to feel that these systems of care, these communities of care that we form together in this time, this is how we start to reroute yeah. and change. Uh, you know, this feels like a good moment. I was gonna save this for a little bit later. But one of the things that we talked about ahead of time was how self-care and caring for yourself actually incorporates. And for you, Elena, the deep work that you've been doing for a long time, but particularly over this last year of allyship. And I would love to just give you some space and time to talk about that from your body and your angle of how that even relates to care. So... As a white woman, when I watched <clears throat> Mr. Floyd's murder, something uh, was awakened inside of me, and I realized that I could and must speak, share, learn, grow, teach, and make things right. And so... I forfeited a lot of white folks <laughs> fucking left the building <laughs> when I started to talk about this and share on this. But you know what? I don't need no white supremacists in my space. <laughs> they can just hang out by themselves. Um, every now and again, I see it very, very clearly in stark relief. The, the, the very white people who come back to make comments on my posts. And I'm just like, God bless you. Delete. Block. <laughs> I can't teach those people, but I can teach the people who are really interested in learning with me. And it's for those people, those white folks, that I continue to learn and share because I, I certainly don't want to put that task on, on black folks or people of color. I certainly don't expect you to do that job. So I take the time. I've been reading as much as I possibly can, starting with Isabel Wilkerson and onward, Adrian Marie Brown, and every single week, every day, uh, Nicole Cardoza's anti-racism daily. I've learned so much in the last year to correct the, the misapprehensions, the omissions, in my own education and because I have this, this base of folks through doTERRA and through the yoga world meditation space, white folks who are really actually well-intentioned and just don't know and are not inclined to learn. I am putting myself in the space of messily, sometimes awkwardly uh, learning as much as I can and sharing as much as I know. Yeah. And that's how I am going about it for today. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's so big, Elena. Yeah. And it's okay. The folks who, the folks who, who left as my grandmother would say, fuck them. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's there what we go. Say. And, and I, I, I now can put like my money where my mouth is. So that's really nice. Uh, I just devised a, a sort of a template that I'm going to use going forward a few times a year. Uh, May 15th, I'm co-teaching with Nadine McNeil, who's the Universal Empress on Instagram. Such a badass. We've been friends for 20 years. She really wants to keep studying and she really doesn't have the funds. So we're going to co-teach a class where you know a certain percentage of it is going to the free food kitchen where she's worked and I work in Cape town and the rest of it is going for her education. It's amazing. How cool is that? This is amazing. I get to donate to you for a scholarship. Yes, you did. You did liberation experience. I saw that. Thank you. That feels, those are the kinds of things, you know, if you're white and you're watching and you really want to make a difference, like you can, you actually can don't feel weird about it. You're going to screw it up. Don't feel awkward. Just try. 
Yeah. Somebody, Sandy here just said, she said, she loved your grandmother's quote. She says, my grandfather would say, let him go. Hell ain't half full yet. <laughs> right. Hell ain't half full yet. Hell ain't half full yet. That's right. Well, you know, this is, this is so important, Elena. And I think this ties in so beautifully to care. And I love the way that you wove this in when we were talking about it earlier, just of how it is that even in the caring that we're doing for one another, like our liberation is really bound to one another. And so it's almost just delusional to even think that we could care for ourselves while we have our feet on someone else's neck, as Darnell Moore would say, you know, while we yes. are yes. ignoring the things that are happening in the, in the greater world. And, um, you know, it was this really interesting quote about this that I thought was fascinating. And I, I'm going to say very clearly, it was by somebody who I trust, but I need to confirm the facts. But the hmm. quote was that I saw was fascinating. Every massive civil rights or human rights movement forward in yeah. the United States has been contested by the majority of white people every yeah. time. Every time. And when I read that, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's really crazy to to hear every time. And you think all the way back to women's rights. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I see you bursting. Go. The thing is, what's the threat? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. There's no threat here. Yeah. We're all people. My best friends. I I, I grew up wishing I was black. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just saying this. I grew up wishing I was black. I grew up knowing that black people had a wisdom and a truth that I didn't have that I would never have. Yeah. What the fuck is the threat? Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Like if everyone would just do exactly what you're asking everybody to do in your, in your broader scope of your work, stop right now, stop right now and see that we are all exactly the same. We have the same heart beating in our chest. We are all one cell in a gigantic cosmic body. We all belong together. Why is this a problem? Yeah. That's what I don't get. Yeah. It's, it's hard to and, get. And trust me, when I say fuck them, what I mean is if you're not interested in actually having a dialogue, fine, go. If you ever come back to me, even people who have, who have really torn me up on social media, which happens a fair amount, have come back to me after a time and said, Hey, I'm really sorry. I'm now realizing that I was the cause of a lot of disharmony and antagonism, and I would like to make it right. I'm like, fucking well, yes, let's come on over. Let's hug it out. Yeah. Yeah. From of fuck them to fuck yes. From fuck them to fuck yes is where we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, with I'm, you on I'm that. cool with that. I'm not like, I, I want to make it clear that I'm not like closing the door. You wronged me once. Mm -mm, that's it. Not, I'm not that way. I want to keep the door open no matter what. Yeah. But I also want to make sure that people are treated properly, yeah. no matter what. I think this is beautiful. I think this is so beautiful. It's it's just, you know, honoring the fact, like you're saying in here, Allison, that we are the same and we are not, and our differences make us more wondrous, and we can come together, and there's different opinions, and we can love and respect each other, and everybody's loving everything that you're saying, Elena. So I'm so grateful. And, you know, it just feels so important to me that we can have a conversation about caring for yourself and start here. Yes. You know, because now as we go into some of the, some of the more, okay, we go from this collective we to the individual me and neither are more or less important. It's a both and, right? And so I have, I have a question for you. So there's, we, I feel like so many of us, and I'll raise my hand here, I'm like a, I'm like a, um, a pendulum with my self care. Like yes. I, I'm either taking really good care of myself. I'm eating right. I'm exercising. I'm sleeping early. I'm doing all the things. I feel good. I look good. I'm whatever. And then somehow just boop, 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 my kind of saboteur is overworking. That's mine. Okay, I know the, for other the people. Somehow is where we're going to stop. Okay. Go, go. Somehow. Yeah. Okay. We started this with, with, a, with a request to write down the actions that you take in the one minuscule moment of your life where you feel completely fulfilled. There are actions that you're taking somehow 
<laughs> I, somehow I was I was the Taco Bell. <laughs> somehow, which, by the way, I have no problem with that. <laughs> I might be going there today to get a bean burrito. I'm just saying. After I will I go say, for a- I don't eat fast food ever, but if I do, it is Taco I'm Bell. Saying. I'm just going to name that. <laughs> this somehow is the ticket. Because if you can figure out what that somehow is, somehow there's a thought that you believed about yourself. That thought leads to one tiny, I don't know, Reese's peanut butter cup. I don't know. I'm sorry to bring that up. It's so tasty. I could just taste it in my mouth. Whatever it is, a cigarette, a, a something, that one thing then leads to the next thing. But where did it start? I believed a thought that wasn't true. And I think that this is where we have to begin. We have to actually get really, really good and granular and, and subtle and kind with the thoughts that swirl around in the mind that we start to believe. Because that's where the next behavior came from. Mm. And then the next one after that, and then the next one after that, the same thing is true. Good news. The same thing is true for the good thought. I did it. I showed up at the kingdom today. I did what I said I was going to do. I did 10 sit-ups I did what I said I was going to do. I went for a walk outside. I did what I said I was going to do. These small, tiny little patterns of action become the big thought that overrides that little thought that you believed. Mm. The big thought of, I am trustworthy. I am safe. I'm worth it. These are the big thoughts that we have to just consistently fortify because if we don't, we end up believing some small ass thought that takes us over to a shitty choice. Yeah. Oh man. That's that's the somehow. Yep. And so you got it. It is that. (laughs) I'm thinking about, so I was trying to track my somehow and it's, it's funny because everyone's resonating in the chat. And so I'm like, okay, I'll go here with y'all. So my somehow, so my kind of saboteur is always working too much. Always. It's always that. That's, that's my throw throw under the bus. I will, I will only throw myself and I will never throw myself under the bus to go out and hang out with friends. I'll never do it to go out to a party. I will always do it to work. Yeah. And so I think the belief statement underneath that, I'm trying to feel into that, is that like my worth is defined by the work that I do. Or it goes deeper than that. I don't mm. think I'm finding it. What is it mm. for you in that way then, if that's your if that's your thing? I yes, it's definitely my thing. Yeah. Of the things, you know, workaholism is not the worst. Right. It, if you're also making sure that your workaholism has in it baked into it a commitment to take care of yourself. Yeah, see, that's where I miss it. That's where I miss it because my workaholism gets me up until one in the morning, waking up at four, and right. then I'm tired, and then I'm not eating, and then I'm not exercising because now I have to sleep. And that's where my workaholism goes, <clears> you know? Well, I can tell you from the age of 50 that one blood work session will turn all that shit around because at some point your body won't be able to maintain Mm. what you're doing. And when you see the results of that, or you see it in your skin or you see it in your face or your eyes or your body, you might have a different story. Yeah. You know, you might start to be like, all right, I'm going to start tracking my sleep and I'm going to be asleep by 11 o'clock and I'm going to wake up at six and it's going to be good. You know, just cut your damn self off <laughs> at a certain time. You, it might it might just come with age. Yeah. Mine it's, certainly it, did. Yeah, it's interesting finding that pendulum. And I see people typing in, they say, you know, theirs, for example, like why mine is work, others is taking care of their kids. Another is taking care of their grandkids. Yeah. Another is, do, you know, do, watching too much Netflix, you know, <laughs> like TV shows. So it's so fascinating. <laughs> There's a practical way that you can work with this, guys. Cool. Let's let's hear it. Really super practical. So 
get out your schedule when when you you can do this later you can do it now but can you get out your schedule and you look at if you don't have a schedule that's written down it's nice to have one to start i started when i was much older there's no no problem you get out a schedule and the first thing you put in is your own workout time. So if you know that you're taking care of grandkids or your own kids or your partner, your home, whatever your work, your first thing that goes in is when am I moving my body? Yeah. You got to work around all the rest of that stuff. That's the first thing that goes in schedule. Second thing, your children or grandchildren as the case may be. The third thing is these are the things that I do because I love them work, play, whatever it is. But the first thing, hear me, the first thing is movement. Why? Why do you think, Justin? Because if we're not moving, our whole body, we're just stagnant in our energy. Our whole body starts to break down and we can't yes. even do any of those other things well. We can't show up in a state of being if our actual physical body is dilapidated to that extent. Yes, yes. And I know this sounds so rudimentary, like I know that shit. Yeah. Yes, you know that, but are you actually doing it? And the only way that I get to it is if I put it into my damn schedule. Yeah. So stupid. And then I keep the promise to myself because it's in the schedule and something grows in me. A sense of confidence grows in me. A sense of leadership grows in me. A sense of presence grows in me. Just because I like freaking walked outside. Right. This is so good. And it's so practical. So, okay, I want to get my time and I want to get it. There's a couple things that I want to yes. make sure I mention here okay. with you and get into. So, there's some really amazing practical ways that I know that you weave in kind of these deeper elements of self-care that some are simple and some things like journaling, things like I cannot get off of here without you speaking about essential oils because it's because of you yeah. that I actually have fallen in love with them. And so right. just to talk about some of these other kind of really easy self-care practices that we can weave in. I'll start with the oils because you mentioned it. Uh, you have in your brain, a, an instinctive brain and then a very sort of refined brain, your creative brain, the one that starts to get unleashed when you feel very safe and very secure and stable. That's the thing that so many of us have struggled with during the last year. That limbic brain is completely shapeable. And when you use plants to shape the state of your limbic brain, you get to choose your state like this in an instant. So let's say, for example, motivate, right? I keep this right next to my desk. It's got mince, ginger, and citrus. When three o'clock rolls around and all my stupid brain can think about is chocolate. <laughs> all I can do is smell this and I'm free. I'm free. Something in my brain, and I can explain all the receptor sites that just got hit with these little molecules. That part of my brain actually shifts from craving to, oh, I've just received what I was seeking. The cell receptor site just received the key in the lock. Yeah. Hunger goes away. Craving disappears. Let's say you're really sad. This was the one that I never liked the smell of, console. And then my mom died five, six years ago. And as soon as she died, I was like, where's that console? This is supposed to work for this. And the minute I smell it, it just is comfort, ground, landing, earth. Changes my brain. Yeah. My brain goes from like this heightened, freak out, top off to everything's okay. Top down trees, flowers. There are real reactivities that happen when we use these things. And that's why I keep them so close. And that's why, you know, I'm so committed to teaching you, whomever else wishes to listen, because it changes the brain in an instant when I don't have the wherewithal. I, I, I don't have the will to change my own mind, which sometimes happens. Yeah. I turn to the plants. This is beautiful. I, I mean, literally, they are, they surround me. My mom knows they're all over. Surrounded. My delivery, like adaptive, has been my favorite one lately. Adaptive think, is great. Oh, it's just like I put it in all my lotions and everything. And so, I'm just yeah. very curious. You know, oh, there you have it. Yep. 
So this one was fashioned for people who are on, um, uh, prescription meds, not to get rid of the meds, to honor the meds and to help. That's amazing. Yeah. I got so many friends on meds. The meds are amazing miracles. This is just to add to the help and the feeling of safety that you're seeking. Mm. This is so it's such good medicine, so really. For people, Elena, who want to get on to learn more about oils or even potentially get on on the team, just so you all know, so I joined Elena's team. I got what three years ago now. Um, Long time. Yeah. Three, four years ago now with essential oils, and it's become such a huge <laughs> thing in my life. So did my mom. Yeah. So if, if anybody else wants to do that, what's the best way for them to do that? Just shoot me an email. Honestly, I'm the only person that answers the email. I take care of such good care of Justin's team, every every team. But um, we have Koya Webb on the team. Yeah. We got the Caramel Yogi Juanita Borges on the team. Yeah, Christy, Christy. We have Christy Christensen. Christy have- Christensen. People, Shannon. We got Dawn Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, Dawn's here right now. Dawn's here Dawn. right now in, the, in the audience. Yes, Dawn said. Yes. Yeah, Dawn actually said. Something earlier about thanking you for for showing up in the mm-hmm. way you do around social justice and seeing her, and mm-hmm. so yeah. For, for what's your email address? It's just Elena at Inf- do info at elenabrower I am yeah. the only person who answers my email. I do not have an assistant. I will get to you myself. Info at elenabrower.com and just tell her that you were here. And exactly. When you say the kingdom, yeah. you will be immediately ushered cared for and sent to dawn's team yeah beautiful who's also here yeah amazing amazing yeah so family i think the last thing that i want to mention with you elena that cannot go unnoticed is your incredible books that you bring into the world oh i had such a good brother no i mean it's not even just promo like i had your practice you journal yeah, with me. I have them here. Oh, and you know, I was just blown. I'm blown away. So you do all those watercolors by yourself, which is insane. Yes, yes, And yes. no, so I had the practice you and then I had it Esalen when I was just there. I had the being you journal with me and I was going through and I was like blown away by how much unfolds with the yeah. artistic way that you offer these prompts. So I'm very curious for the people who are here why journaling how is why how does that work and how does it help and why are you so passionate look at this book you guys it's the coolest thing ever literally Ugh. it offers a coolest artistic way for you to do journal prompts that like kind of disorients your brain from the way you might normally think about journaling it you just said it you just answered your own question friend it t- it takes you the the fields of color take you out of the sort of linear way that we normally think. I try and pair the fields. I always do the paintings first and then I go stand in front of the bookshelf. Yeah. And wait. <laughs> and the books tell me what to do. I go to the book, I pull it out, I find. You know, um, it, it takes you out of your linear thinking and into like sort of checking yourself out from the side, like, okay. It's, it's, it's very much how I came to my commitment to social justice actually, because I was journaling. Yeah. One day right after Mr. Floyd was murdered and I was journaling and I sort of was looking at myself on the side going, what the fuck can I do? Yeah. What can I do as this person? And when I'm journaling, I'm not really in here I'm somewhere else observing what's happening here. Yeah. That's the magic of it, I think. Oh, it's so, I just want to let you know, the community is totally freaking out. So many people here have mm-hmm. your book and they, they're just putting two and two together. So Anna, for example, just like, oh my God, I bought this at a store in Venice in 2018, right after I moved to LA. And then I went and bought one for my friend and this other person's like, I have this one. Wait, I have the cards, you know, I have the deck and like all these things. So I love that people, so now you see who is, who is uh, the the conduit the of the dork, the dork behind the journal. Yeah, this is great. The dork behind the journal. So Elena, the way that I'd love for us to close today, yes. I will actually disappear from the screen and you've guided us through a couple little moments together. But I think if we great. could just pull 
all of this together in one little practice that we can do we definitely can. as a community with an action that people can kind of take away from this to do um, would be beautiful. And then I'll pop back in whenever you're done, just at, you know, a few minutes. Can I have permission to grab my notebook? You have permission to do whatever the fuck you want, girl. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. right behind me on the couch. Go get it. Go get it. And also somebody asked in the chat box, so I just want to make a confirmation. They said, wait a minute. Did she say she was 50? Yes, I'm 50 years old. Yeah, there we go. And um, I promised my mother on her deathbed that I would never inject my face. So when people ask you, you can tell them I will never do that. (laughs) And I don't have anything against it. Yeah. A lot of my friends do it. I just can't. I told her I wouldn't. So. When you that's what's mama. Yeah. All right. The reason why I grab my notebook is because for those of you who are teachers, and I think this might be useful to you, I um, keep a meditation page and these are all the instructions that I like to give and I build on it over time. So I leave lots of space and then, you know, in a year from now or two years from now, I'll make another page and I'll do it all over again with what's inspiring me in that moment. I like to have it near me because I want to be present, as present as you are in the meditation, and I like to be led. So even when it seems like I'm leading, we're actually being led Mm. by my teacher. Her name is Roshi Joan Halifax. She's a Zen Buddhist abbot. She's here in Santa Fe. Um, I've known about her for 20 years and longed to study with her, but because I think of my addiction and because of uh, a real uh, honest misunderstanding that white men should teach me. I didn't actually turn toward her as fully as I could have until a year and a half ago. Wow. Yes. And now I understand. (laughs) I don't need white men. (laughs) <laughs> Except for my boyfriend, who's so awesome. But it's about women now for me. For the rest of my life, I want to be taught by older women. And it's totally fine if you don't agree, if you're watching. I'm cool with it. This is just my path. So I'm just explaining to you where we're getting this from. Yeah. And why wrote she John? Lastly, she's an activist of the highest sort. She works in prisons. She, I now work with uh, her Zen center to serve the unhoused neighbors here in Santa Fe once a month lunch. Um, She's so much about giving back in a very serious activist way. And the last thing I'll say is that uh, I'm now in a year long training, uh, socially engaged Buddhist training. And this is part of my work is to teach from this perspective. So it all comes together automatically. Beautiful. I'm so excited that we get to experience this all together. Elena, I'm giving you the screen and take us away. Okay. Welcome. First of all, welcome. Uh, I'd like for you to start by keeping your eyes open for a few moments, but soft and just go ahead and sway back and forth a little bit so that you can feel where you are in space and you can feel the sort of boundary of your right hip and your left hip and back and forth a few times until you find your spine in the center, get the movements a little smaller, a little more subtle, and then find center. When you drop your hands, you can take cosmic mudra, your uh, right hand under your left, both palms facing up, thumb tips touching and then lean back a little bit and close your eyes and if you need to have your eyes gently open that's perfectly fine how we hold the body influences our mind so the ask is to create a very dignified posture a posture that lends itself to listening. And then consider for a moment one other motivation that we can all share today for sitting together. 
what is it? Is it for justice for these children who were unlawfully lives were taken? Is it for your own neighborhood? Is it for your family? Is it for someone in your family or your friends who might be suffering? And as you consider them, that motivation, feel how your posture changes. Feel how something arises from within you that is so natural and so true. And begin to watch your breathing as it flows in through your nostrils down into the very center of your being, your belly. Such a full receptivity there. And then as you exhale, navel moves back towards spine. Breath comes out through the nostrils and there's a sense of release and even relief. These breaths are full and complete. And as you breathe, you might notice, too, that thoughts come flying by. How interesting that this is what you're thinking about right now. It might be something that you expect, like your next meal. It might be something unexpected. Notice. Notice. Ha-ha. Sense of humor, a sense of wonder, a sense of curiosity. And then let it keep going because it is as impermanent as a cloud. And let that be of some comfort. Even the wonderful, lovely thoughts. Oh, this feels so good. Good. Let it go. All of these impermanent phenomena. Noticing. And after a few breaths, you might also notice that there is a presence within you that <laughs> is doing the noticing, something prior to all those thoughts and feelings passing by. Can you, for a few moments, just rest your attention there on that which sees and notices and can look sort of discriminately, can look dispassionately at all the events that go by in your mind. And in resting your attention there on this sort of choiceless awareness that sees, you become just a little more free. Taking about three more breaths here together. And from here, we bring hands back to heart, right where we began. Chin down to chest, a sense of reverence, listening. <clears throat> and we take a moment to dedicate all of this learning, all of the merits of this short sitting. We dedicate these merits 
to someone or some place or some community in need. That all beings everywhere may be happy and free. To all of our teachers, past, present, future, seen, unseen, to all of the ambiguity, to all the ways in which we're growing our tolerance for it, for the unknown, for what we can't see, for what we can't know, we can gently bow to each other. Namaste. Mm, namaste. Oh, that was beautiful. So grateful to be here. Thank you, Elena, for blessing the kingdom, this community with such presence and heart and vulnerability. And there's just like such a softness, you know, mm. your presence. That's just so wonderful. And I think today we all learned some massive ways to help care for ourselves. And one of the things that we do at the end of every session, <clears throat> very quickly now, community is, you just close your eyes for a moment and think of everything that we discussed today, everything that Elena talked about and taught us and all the things that you've discussed even in the chat box amongst yourselves. Everything that I said, everything that came up that was even unsaid. And just think of what is the one main takeaway the golden nugget that you want to make sure you take with you today. If there was one main thing that you could remember and actually fully integrate, just one, what would it be? Hmm. And take a breath in and out and open your eyes and type all of those in to the chat box and we'll see a cascade of golden nuggets of things that we can remember. Will you read some? Yeah, I will. And I'll tell you mine. Mine, Elena, is just so practical. It's the one you said of like, look at the areas of my life where I'm fully fulfilled and what energy and qualities of being am I bringing there? And bring yes, that, sir. Bring that yes, to sir. an area where I'm not fulfilled and watch the yes. change happen. And it's just amazing. Um, okay, so Tamara says, I'm literally bawling my eyes out right now. I really needed this. Thank you. We're with you, all of you community. Raylene, Elena, you are so lovely. I'm so peaceful right now. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So here come the golden nuggets. Uh, remember to take time for yourself. Yes. Notice your moments of awe. Schedule yes. movement. Schedule Learn. movement. Yes. Schedule movement. Learn from the moment where you feel fulfilled. Like I was saying, the state of being yes. I bring <clears throat> can create change. Yes. Remembering somehow what's the somehow is the ticket. What's the somehow? The, that was a big one. You're like, somehow it is, right? That's somehow. what we do. Somehow this happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> somehow. Schedule my movement first. There's a thought that I believed in somehow. Yeah. Okay. Got mm -hmm. that. Everybody loves the somehow. Fortify yeah. your big thoughts so the small thoughts won't lead us to shitty choices. Love that, Carrie. Amazing. All right, everybody. Well, Elena, it looks like you're looking up something to close us out. What is it? Oh, it's just so random. I, I always trust the Oracle. Like when I open up a book and I, I have to just trust it. So somebody here needs to hear this Let's and it go. might be you. Uh, not you, Justin, but it might be you, our viewer. Yeah. You are not the rejected one. You are the one who broke free. That's our mic drop. <laughs> That's from great. You are not the rejected one. You are the one who broke free. Ah! I was hoping for something a little more relevant, but that's the one that. That's it. Know. Well, Elena. Who was, it for? Who was it for? I don't know. Well, it looks like it was for everybody because they're all putting their hands up. <laughs> okay, good. 
Well, Good. Elena, it is a gift and an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for blessing us with your presence. I'm bowing to you. And thank you, Kingdom family, for all the love and care that you bring here to this community every single week. Yes. Um, I'm just looking at all the comments. Everyone's saying, bam, dang, oh my God, that's it. We are the ones who are broken free, all of that's us right. here together, and we rise right. together. Until next time, Kingdom, this is Justin Michael Williams and Elena Brower signing out. We love you, and we'll meet you right here in this special place next time. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to rate it or subscribe. But most importantly, to send this episode to a friend or to someone you love. The only way we're going to see change in this world is by each of us spreading messages of hope into the corners of the world where only you can reach. So send this today to someone who needs it. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. This is Justin Michael Williams signing out. I love you. And I'll meet you right here in this special place in our next episode where we rise together.